Alright, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, we have three yeses. Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. I'm Hannah Green. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Isabel Hope. All right. We have yeah, it went well. <laughs> we got through it. I almost didn't know what to say after Holy that. Holy shit, 30 seconds in and we're still here. All right. Wow. I know, I kind of lost words. Welcome, everyone. This is a silly podcast full of things that you probably never really needed to know, but you will be so much better for having learned. There's no probably about it. <clears throat> Nobody needs to know the stuff we tell them and teach them. Oh, yes, they do. But adds clarity, entertainment to people's lives. And occasionally, and occasionally wisdom. Yeah. They're going to end up like my boyfriend, knowing a bunch of random facts that nobody really understands. Like like Larry. Like our son James. <laughs> like my boyfriend Gavin. All right. See? Yep. There you go. And someday, maybe, you will learn something that will help you win a million dollars on Jeopardy. Hopefully. Sweet. All right. All right, so it's official. We're, it? we're, we're on Amazon Music. You can wow. listen to our podcast on Amazon now. Nice. I know. Beautiful. I know. That's very exciting. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for spending part of your day with us. We appreciate it. We do. We know that you have a lot of options out there. The fact that you choose to spend part of it with us means a great deal. I know. Us and our little craziness and our bizarreness and all that stuff we carry around in our pocket. Yay. Mary, what's in your cup today? Tea. Tea? What kind of tea? Strawberry lemon. Hmm. You know what's in mine? Tea. Tea? You know what kind of tea? Tito's? No. <laughs> no Tito's in my cup today. Um, in fact... What kind of tea do you have? I have vanilla raspberry. And how is it? It's yummy. Good. I haven't tried the vanilla yet. Oh, it's delicious. Good deal. We're drinking tea today. I... We must not feel well. No, it's a very warm day. We just did some yoga. Tea is a good <clears throat> option after that. It is. So. And then there's me with my sparkling black raspberry ice drink. It's thing. good. That's good, though. It's I like black raspberry. I personally do not like it. It's okay. Everybody has a different different taste. I know. It's what makes the world go round. Oh, yeah. Yay. That's why we do this. All right. All righty. So... Just in case you're not aware, next Wednesday on Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. For those of you who don't know what that is, Mary and I have a true crime, paranormal, mischief, and adult beverages podcast. I don't know that you're going to find any non-alcoholic tea on that podcast. Uh, no, I don't believe we've ever drank anything non-alcoholic on that podcast. So people that listen to that podcast don't think we drink anything non-alcoholic at all. <laughs> That's probably true. You guys don't? <laughs> Occasionally, one of us has to go to work. I thought y'all had like rum or something in there. Nope, just tea right now. We did Honestly, get a shout out by. Uh, we got a shout out from be be legendary. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, Aww. on Facebook. Yay! I love them. I know. They're Carmen very and Christopher. They're very, they're very excited to see us when we are in the area. Yay! I can't wait. Yes. So. Uh, anyway, next Wednesday, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, the episode is called Will the Real Jane Doe Please Stand Up? 
<laughs> and that was an amazingly funny episode. Our sister Lynn guests on that one. Yep. She brought us the story of the nut heists. Yep. Hannah brought us the story of the Paraquat murders. Indeed. Which was very sad. Um, and I brought the story of a Jane Doe that was found in one of the oceans in Japan. Not Which an ocean. Was- River. Excuse me? Yeah, it's not a river. Right. I don't river. think it was an ocean. I thought you said it was a river that he found her floating in. It was some sort of body of water. It was a large body of water. She was found by a fisherman. All right. We'll just go with that. In yeah. a body of water. It was funny as hell. I will just put this little spoiler out there. She is still unidentified. That's not really a spoiler. It's a teaser. Maybe one of you will be able identify her that is true maybe one of them will maybe one of you knows that who she is it's one of those stories that when i get done writing it and i start to read it i think damn i'm pretty good at this shit <laughs> occasionally yeah occasionally we get it right hell yeah we do all right sweet 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 all, all right. right so september 19th uh happy sunday or happy national butterscotch pudding day Ugh. i like butterscotch pudding I do not. I don't like butterscotch anything. I well, like I like butter shots. Love butter shots. Ugh. Butter shots and Carol Ann's. Mix it together. It's called a slippery nipple, and it is. <clears throat> we could have been. Amazing. We could have been drinking that right now. I should have made some butter shots with butter. Carol Ann's. Yeah. So, so you guys want slippery nipples? If you've never yeah. had one, you should try it. I can't. I'm under the age of 21. Never stopped your mother. Oops. I believe. <laughs> oh my oh. god. Anyway, um, brown sugar and butter. That's what stars in the recipes for butterscotch pudding. However, you're gonna also find corn syrup, vanilla, and salt. Butterscotch can add amazing flavors to all kinds of items, such as sauces, candies, frostings, whether you like it or not. Um, Butterscotch pudding has actually been around for a long time. There was a newspaper in 1848 that actually did an article on this delicious treat. Oh, wow. They had a little segment in their newspaper called Housewives Corner, and they gave the real recipe for making um, butterscotch. They said it's a pound of butter, a pound of sugar, and a quarter of a pound of treacle, which is boiled all together. Treacle is actually a syrup, which is derived from making sugar. Gotcha. That's all I know about it. Okay. You can do all kinds of things with butterscotch pudding. You can make pies. You can put it in cakes. You can eat it by itself. You can add nuts to it. You I can you caramel, or you, you can, can make pot out of it. Or you can spike it with bourbon or rum. Pudding shots are also a delicious little cocktail. And if you make them, don't forget that Hannah and I like them. And don't forget to hashtag your pudding shots for us. Yeah. Ahoy, matey. Sail away today and channel your inner pirate because it is National Talk Like a Pirate Day. I think we've been there. Ooh, good one. Thanks. <laughs> I think that you and I, after enough margaritas, talk like pirates even when it's not National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh, yeah. Yes, We talk like do. a lot of things. Ordering coffee? Ask if they have changed for gold bullion. For gold bullion? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. What, what is gold? 
Well, bullion. It was yes. a form of currency. It's, it was a form of currency used by pirates. Uh, wow, I'm slow. I think that that was like <laughs> a big piece of gold. Settle a debate with "I'm right" or "I'll walk the plank." I'm right or you. I'll, I'll walk. walk the plank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Your boss tells you to do something. Respond with "Aye, aye, Captain." Yeah. Just I'm don't get, get right. fired. I'm gonna get right on that one. <laughs> You can practice a swagger, walk with a limp, squint, obtain your own barrel of rum, or borrow your neighbor's pet parrot for the day. I would do that. Just don't lose it if it tries to fly off your shoulder. I can't make any promises about that. This holiday was actually created by John Bauer and Mark Summers back in 1995. Nice. We have to remember that one. Yeah. All righty then. Yeah. Alrighty. So a couple weeks ago, we brought you the story of a marriage certificate, a thrift store, a painting. Yes. I looked at the pictures. I could not honestly read much on the marriage certificate. So we're bringing you an update. The marriage certificate found in a painting in a thrift store has a very happy ending. The thrift store put out a plea on Facebook. There was a local genealogist who stumbled upon the story, and she began to connect the historical dots. Her name was Connie Knox. The geolo- genealogist said she actually couldn't resist it. It was like being a kid in a candy store. Right. She loves genealogy that much. Um, she started her search on Ancestry.com. She cross-referenced names, dates, places that corresponded with the faded details on the marriage certificate. She actually traced one of the witnesses on the document who had gone to school with the bride. Okay. And she was able to draw some conclusions. It took her three whole entire days to put the whole thing together and to write up her report on it. You and I would still be working on it three weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she traced the lineage all the way back to present-day great-granddaughter of Catherine Havey DeWorth and William Tyndall DeWorth, and that's whose marriage certificate it was. Very cool. It is surmised that the certificate was behind the painting because it was an important document. And if you think about it, they didn't have safe deposit boxes back then. They actually had very little to store important documents. Right. So that actually makes sense. Right. So on August 22nd of 2021, Irene Catherine Cornish, notice the Catherine, she is named after her great-grandmother, drove to Wilmington, went to the thrift store, and received not only the marriage certificate, but the painting that had kept the secret for 150 years. Wow. That is a very cool story. Yeah. I love happy endings. Yeah. Well, I have, a, uh, I have a little tidbit. Sweet. It's an odd tidbit. Okay. An 84-year-old man from Germany in August of this year was convicted of illegal weapons possession. He was fined 250,000 euros. In American dollars, that's about $294,000. Ouch. He was also given a suspended prison sentence of 14 months. Now, would you like to take a guess as to what it is that he had possession of? Where are we talking again? Germany. Germany. He had... And it was kept in his home. He had a rocket launcher. (laughs) No. You, you said it was a uh, illegal weapon possession. Yes. Oh, illegal um, weapons possession. It is a it, bazooka. Is it is it legal to open own a rocket launcher? I don't know what the laws are over in Germany. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Germany. A bazooka. Not a bazooka, <clears throat> not a rocket a launcher. Bayonet. Not a bayonet. 
He had a World War II era Panther tank in his basement. Did he build the house around it? <laughs> or did he drive it down the stairs because they're so wide? He also had a very large amount of ammunition. Now, he is a military collector, but he had broken Germany's War Weapons Control Act. So his lawyers argued that the weapons were no longer functional and therefore they weren't breaking, he wasn't breaking the law. But the prosecutors convinced the court that the weapons could potentially still have been used. Oh, for God's sakes. It's not like he's going to shoot anybody with that tank. I mean, if they worked, I would. He also had an anti-aircraft cannon. You're only going to shoot them once and then your basement's gone, Isabel. Well, I, I must, I got to make it worth it then. I got to pick somebody who it, it's worth. Okay. So the court ruling stated that the man must sell or donate the tank and the anti-aircraft cannon to a museum or a collector within the next two years. They gave him two years? Yeah. It's not like you can just go out and find, it's not like I'm selling a bicycle. You can't just walk donate. up to someone. I know. No, they said sell or donate. You, you can't just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, I'm selling my tank. You Facebook. They can sell everything on Facebook. True. Very, Craigslist. very true. eBay. So these were discovered in, the, in his basement back in 2015. Who snitched? Local authorities. <laughs> I wonder who the hell snitched Did, Didn't out? they hear snitches get stitches? Ooh, ouch. Local authorities were informed of the contents of the basement after the property was searched for Nazi-era art. It took 20 soldiers nine hours to remove the trove of military hardware from the unnamed man's home. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There was also a horde of Nazi memorabilia, including a bust of Hitler, mannequins in Nazi uniforms, swastika pendants, SS rune-shaped lamps, and a statue of a naked warrior holding a sword in his extended hand that once stood outside Hitler's chancellery in Berlin. So part of me is really scared of all of that. And part of me thinks that, yes, it should be in a museum. Because whether we like the history or not, it is part of what made Germany, Germany. At the time of the raid, the mayor of the town where this happened told a reporter that the man once drove the tank as a snowplow in 1978. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, how did you get it out of the basement? To drive it as a snowplow. But the best quote from the mayor yet, when asked his thoughts on the ownership of the tank, the mayor said, Some people love steam trains, others love old tanks. Good point. In the basement, some oh, collect tiny miniature, you know. Toy cars, others collect tanks in the basement. basement. Yeah, sweet. All right. A woman called the Oconee County, South Carolina sheriff after what she saw. Okay. Any guesses on what she might have seen? Since, you know, you're asking guesses, I'll take guesses. Okay, hold on. Did you say Okinawa? Oconee County. South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. So we are talking down south. So that might color uh, your decision. Do I, what, do your I think, what do I think that she saw that she called the police for? <clears throat> a kangaroo. Why would you call the police <laughs> on a kangaroo? Unless it's, I tried to, unless I it's holding up the local Circle K. 
I tried to take it home, keep it as a pet, man. You know? They are violent. You do not really want a pet kangaroo. <coughs> well, if that's how I go down, that's how I go I down. I would consider alligators violent, too, but people keep them as pets. True. Very true. All right. Do you have a guess, Isabel? <sighs> I honestly don't, because I have way too, too okay. many. All right. This is what she witnessed. Gary Chase Cobble Jr. riding a horse up to a house. He didn't live in. And then he took it inside the front door. What? Okay. I just snapped her neck. Okay, there's got to be more, so... Well, the deputies were en route. Dispatch told them that Cobble was wanted on multiple warrants. So they called Cobble's father, asking him to meet them at the house. <clears throat> Cobble's, father and <clears throat> Cobble's father informed them that the home that Junior was in was his home, and his 31-year-old son was not allowed to be there. So when the father opened the front door for them... They discovered there was fresh horse poop on the living room floor. Oh. They found the quarter horse and the 31-year-old man hiding in a bedroom. The horse appeared to be calm. They successfully placed Cobble into custody. The horse, which he had also stolen, oh my gosh. was returned to its owner. And he now, along with everything else, faced a charge of stealing livestock. That is easier to get in the basement than a tank. Now I have a question. It's okay. a very important question, okay? Would you steal a horse? Would you? No. This is a serious question, okay? No. Would you steal a horse? Have you seen how short I am? I can't even get <laughs> on a horse to steal the horse. I'm your daughter, and I'm taller than you, and that's sad. Especially the way, since I'm the youngest The only way children. I would steal a horse is if it were being mistreated and neglected. And, and that would be after I called contacted the proper authorities and if they'd chosen to not do anything yes i would steal the horse and yes i would put it in my basement and we would just take bets on how long it took my husband to figure out there was a horse in the basement and watch his eyes roll in the back of his head and the question is how often does he actually go into the basement not very often okay then it might pretty safe it might take him a while but at the same time it might not because you know Horse poop might start to. Uh, I can clean that up. The, the smell they, might listen, start to just. There, they actually have mm-hmm. bags that you can hang on the back of the horse. It like hooks over their tail, and it hook, and then they poop, and it falls there right in the bag. There we go. We're all problem solved. So as long as he doesn't make horse no- noises, we're probably good. Yeah, because I, I do think that's not possible. I do think the horse noises would get. I I, 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 I think that when the horse goes, <laughs> that. Your husband's going to figure it out. Unless you're in the same room, he's just going to think that you're going crazy. So. Alrighty. Nice. Okay. Indeed. <coughs> Alrighty then. Paul Neverson had a job interview, which, in my opinion, is a good thing. Sure. Yeah. However, the interview was in another area, and Paul was going to have to book a flight to get there. Okay. Paul really, really wanted this job. As a golf coach. But Paul had no money. Okay. So Paul Neverson, who is 61 years old, <clears throat> walked into a branch of NatWest, which is a bank that's located in the UK. He held a knife to the cashier's neck, and he demanded money. Typical bank robbery at this point in time, except usually they use guns. But Right. Paul was a little inexperienced in the whole criminality field. Okay. And his inexperience starts to show. Because... He requests that the money just be transferred into his own account. Oh, Jesus. So he could pay for his airfare. Someone in the bank overheard Paul, hit the panic button, 
and Paul fled. But Paul wasn't done. Oh, my God. Paul went down the street about 400 feet. There's an HSBC bank, and he tries to rob the bank in the same way. Paul is now in jail for two years. <laughs> oh, my Why Lord. Why are people so, so, for so our enter- very stupid? For our entertainment value. If people weren't stupid, this podcast probably would not exist. It would be called, don't do this. At- don't try this at home. True. That's what it would be called. Don't try this at home. All right. What else you got for us today, Mary? <sighs> a story. Have you a story? Of course we have a story. Oh, good. We have the tree that owned itself. I think I've heard about this one. Have you heard this story? Uh, yeah, I believe I have. The tree that owns itself is actually a white oak, according to legend. It actually has legal ownership of itself, and it also owns all of the land for eight feet around it. I want to know who pays the taxes. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, okay. It is also known as the Jackson Oak. The tree is at the corner of South Finley and Deering Streets in Athens, Georgia. The original tree was thought to have started life between the mid-16th and the late 18th centuries. Okay. So they're really not sure how old the original tree was. The original tree fell in 1942, but a new tree had been grown from one of its acorns, and so they planted the tree in the same location. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody like found one of their acorns and was like, you know what, I'm just going to dig a tiny hole where the tree used to be and put their acorn there. They actually had grown some saplings. Yeah. So they actually transferred a sapling. Yeah. They call that tree the son of the tree that owns itself. So the earliest known telling of the tree's story comes from a front page article in the Athens Weekly Banner in 1890. The story was titled, Deeded to Itself. And it explains that the tree had been located on the property of Colonel William Henry Jackson. Now, William Jackson was the son of James Jackson, who was a soldier in the American Revolution. He was also a congressman, a U.S. senator, and at one point in time, the the governor of Georgia. Wow. Okay. William Jackson was also the father of another James Jackson, who was a congressman and chief justice of the Supreme Court of Georgia. So a lot of of high-ranking people in this family. Yeah, clearly. William Jackson was the brother of, I don't even know how to say Jabez Young Jackson, who was also a congressman in Georgia. So Jackson supposedly cherished his childhood memories of the tree, which we can relate to. We had the love tree growing up. We did. That we all climbed. Most of us fell out of it. There were prickers underneath it. It hurt, but didn't stop you from doing it again. But that tree was an amazing tree. It was an amazing tree, and every neighborhood child knew it. So he wanted to protect the tree and he decided to deed the ownership of itself to the tree and its surrounding land. All right. So by various accounts, the transaction took place somewhere between 1820 and 1832. And according to the newspaper article, the deed reads, I, W.H. Jackson, of the County of Clark, of the one part, and the oak tree of the County of Clark, of the other part, Witnesseth that the said W.H. Jackson, for and in consideration of the great affection which he bears said tree, and his great desire to see it protected, has conveyed, and by these presents do convey unto the said oak tree entire possession of itself, and of all the land within eight feet of it on all sides. Okay. So the story of the tree that owns itself is kind of widely known, which 
I'd never heard of it until I came across this article. And the story is almost always presented as fact. However, the only one person who's ever claimed to have seen the deed no longer is alive. No one else claims to have ever seen the deed for the tree. Most people acknowledge that the deed is either lost or just simply doesn't exist, if in fact it ever existed to start with. Such a deed would actually have no legal standing. Right. Under common law, the person who receives the property in question must have the legal capacity to receive it, and the property must be delivered to and accepted by the recipient. So William H. Jackson did own the property on the opposite side of Deering Street from the tree. The plot included the present-day 226 Deering Street, but in the early 19th century, it was simply designated lot number 14. The tree, however, is located on a portion of what had been lot number 15. Okay. Jackson and his wife, Mildred, along with another person that we only know as J.A. Cobb, sold their property to a Dr. Walthus, Dr. Malthus Ward in 1832. The Clark County real estate files contain no indication of when or from whom Jackson originally purchased the property the tree was on. Although much of the land in that area is reported to have belonged to a major James Merriweather. Okay. And I feel like I recognize that name from some of the museums we might have gone through. It does sound familiar. Um, <clears throat> so even though Jackson may have lived near the tree as an adult, his childhood was actually spent in Jefferson County, not in Athens. So it's kind of questionable whether he actually experienced idyllic childhood summers playing with the tree. Right. But recent deeds suggest that the tree's square footage remains part of the property at 125 Deering Street. Okay. Um, however, the actual map for that property, when you go and you look at, like, plat maps for yes. properties, doesn't include the tree's oddly shaped corner. Oh, all right. The lines of that plat actually lie about 10 feet to the west of the tree's location. So as far as the tax assessor is concerned, the tree is not part of that property. So technically, nobody owns that piece of property. The tree does, apparently. All right. So this does not really confirm that the tree owns itself, but suggests that it is to be considered that it's within the right-of-way along Finley Street. So maybe they're saying that the city owns it. Okay. It's still a really cool story. It is. So Athens County confirms that the tree is in the right-of-the-way, and so municipal authorities kind of take care of the tree. They do whatever needs to be done to the tree. Right. So regarding Jackson's deed, one writer noted at the beginning of the 20th century, <clears throat> however defective this title may be in law, the public recognized the deed. Right. They acknowledged it, they recognized it, and they lived with it. In that spirit, it is the stated position of the Athens-Clark County United Unified Government that the tree, in spite of the law, does indeed own itself. And it is the policy of the city of Athens to maintain it as a public street tree. So if the tree were to fall... Okay, mm -hmm. and damage someone's property, say a car. You sue the tree. I was gonna say, who's responsible for the damage? That's a good question because officially, if the tree fell, maybe it's dead. You have to sue the tree's estate or its ancestors that come after it. But if it's in the right of way and it's being taken care of as municipal property, does then the municipality become responsible for the damages? Or do they wave the deed and say, oh, no, 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 we didn't own the tree. <laughs> or, like, okay, if the tree falls, okay, and then it's sapling or whatever, 
rose, wouldn't that, why wouldn't the person whose property was damaged, would their, would they own that piece of land then since? Only if they sued and won it. Only if they sued well, the tree I and mean, won they it. would win it. I could just we see this one going all the way to the Supreme Court. I man. can too. We're calling witnesses. I think it's a mess for the courts to. <clears throat> yeah. So, as I stated, the original tree that owns itself was estimated to have started life somewhere between the mid-16th and the 18th centuries. The tree was considered to be both the biggest tree in Athens and the most famous tree in the United States. Oh, wow. The tree actually predated the conversion of the area into a residential neighborhood, which began in the mid-19th century. Okay. But by 1906, erosion had become apparent at the base of the tree. George Foster Peabody paid to have new soil put in. He put in a commemorative tablet, and he put in a chain barricade, which was supported by eight granite posts. He had them installed around the tree. Okay. Despite these efforts, the tree reportedly suffered heavy damage during an ice storm in 1907. Although more attempts were made at preservation, rot had already set in, and the tree was permanently weakened. There was no saving it. The original tree fell on the evening of October 9th, 1942. So it lasted that long? Even Wow, that's yes, pretty impressive. it declined for many, many years. Its poor condition had been known for years, and within days of its demise, a move was underway to replace the fallen tree with the tree's son that they had grown from one of its acorns. I don't know how they know it's a son and not a daughter. Good question. I don't know. The tree was over 100 feet tall and was estimated to be between 150 and 400 years old when it fell. I don't understand why they didn't date it <clears throat> by the rings in the tree. Right. Because pretty much everybody knows that that's how you date trees. Right. I did not that. You didn't know that? But now yeah. I do. Every year they create a new line and as they grow this way. There's a new ring that grows inside of them uh, underneath the gotcha. bark. Yep. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yep. After the tr- original tree fell, the, s- the small plot sat vacant for four years while they were cultivating the seedlings. Dan McGill, the young son of Athens Junior Ladies Garden Club member, suggested that the garden club find a replacement for the tree, and that's why they cultivated, apparently, the seedlings. They had several seedlings that were growing, and they deemed one of them that was the best candidate for transportation, transplantation. So we're going to transplant the tree. So the Department of Horticulture at the nearby college handled the transplanting of the seedling. Okay. <clears throat> they put the son in the father's place. All right. The new tree was formally dedicated in a, was officially dedicated in a formal ceremony on December 4th of 1946. So it took a little over four years for them to right. replace the tree. The new tree was a mere three feet tall, but it survived in the new location. Oh, good. This tree is considered properly, if not legally, to be the full heir of the original tree. So he got everything. Oh, he got the entire estate. Everything. I'm so jealous, man. Everything. I thought I was going to get it. Maybe the next time around. Okay. As such, it is referred to as the son of the tree that owns itself. And as of 2006, the son of the tree that owns itself stood over 50 feet tall, which is kind of cool. Yeah, pretty big. The tree sits near the crest of a hill at the southwest corner of an intersection of Deering and Finley in a quiet residential neighborhood. Uh, It is separated from a larger portion by a private driveway. 
its eight feet actually do extend into Finley Street. There is a retaining wall that and an ornamental chair, chain, chain barrier that surround the tree. It is in, like I said, a residential neighborhood, so there's private homes, but the tree that owns itself is open to the public and regularly attracts visitors. Aww. Although the tree, the, although the story of the tree that owns itself is kind of more legend than history, the tree has become one of the most recognized and well-loved symbols of Athens. It is routinely featured in travel guides and other visitor information and has even garnered international recognition through such publications as Ripley's Believe It or Not. Wow. Yeah. The site of the tree contains two stone tablets. The first is extremely weathered and has suffered the loss of one corner, while the second one seems to be much newer. Both tablets kind of paraphrase the same portion of William Jackson's supposed deed to the tree. And the tablet says, quote, For and in consideration of the great love I bear this tree and the great desire I have for its protection up for all time, I convey entire possession of itself and all land within eight feet of the tree on all sides, end quote. The entire Deering Street Historical District was added to the National Register in 1975. That is where the tree resides. He is a resident. And on February 2nd of 1988, the tree was locally designated a historic landmark. Wow, that's pretty cool. So legally, a tree cannot own property, but the city of Athens acknowledges the tree's rights, regardless of the law, and the city maintains the tree as part of the municipal street cleanup. Very cool. All right. Okay. The tree that owned itself. Didn't know that could be possible. That's pretty interesting. Who ever heard of such a thing? Oh, not me. There are so many things in this world that we've never heard of, but we are we are rapidly learning, along with our every listeners. Week, every week we learn. Yeah, good story, Mary. Good story. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. Anything else? Nope. I thought you might want to talk for a while. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I do have I do have something I can share with you guys. Okay. It's just something silly. Okay. We like silly. Okay. Because horses aren't silly. <laughs> Tanks aren't silly. So the last 18 months or so has forced a lot of us to do way more online shopping than we ever, ever used to. That is true. And as we start browsing for things we need, if most people are like you and I, we end up falling down oh, rabbit Jesus. holes. Yes. And we find things we could never have imagined existed. Yes. So recently, one of those rabbit holes that I fell down brought me to something that I just knew I needed to share with oh our listeners. Oh my gosh. Which, then, which <laughs> then led to this little story that I'm going to do for you guys. Did it lead to a purchase? It did not. Good restraint. Welcome to products that are too bizarre to be believed. Oh my gosh. So from the ludicrous to the stomach clenching and everything in between. I'm going to start with something that's fairly tame, but completely silly. This is actually the product that started this whole thing. Okay. Instant emergency underwear. Do you add water? Just add water. <gasps> For real? For real? Oh, how did you know? Was that, I totally a gas? <laughs> you put them on wet then? It's not comfortable. <laughs> so they come. Well, that's why putting on wet socks. Ew. I'd rather wet socks than wet underwear. I'd rather go without underwear than go with wet <laughs> underwear. Thank you very much. They come in a small metal tin. They're compressed. 
like the wash rags you can buy at the at the dollar store oh. that you put in water and they expand into a wash rag. Oh my god. Yep, fits nicely in your pocket, your purse, a glove box, a desk I'm, drawer. I'm over life. Okay, I'm I'm over <laughs> life at this point. All right, ready for the next one? No. <laughs> I think most people I know like money. You like money, Mary? Love it. That's why I try to stay off Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Is he like money? Yeah. Well, crisp new bills that seem fresh off the printer. Now, you too can smell like freshly minted money. Crystal Brand offers deodorant so that you can smell like a million bucks. What does a million bucks smell like? It smells like freshly printed money. But Seriously. You don't, you don't know that's a million bucks. It could be one dollar bills. Just saying. With my luck, it'd be 50 cent pieces. <laughs> I don't think they print those, Mary. <laughs> Precisely. I'm going to smell bad. Okay. <laughs> so... We've been pretty tame so far, and now I'm going to make you laugh, or maybe gag. And I actually, heard, <laughs> I actually heard this. After I wrote this story, I was listening to the Christmas episode of My Dad Wrote a Porno, and Jamie received this as a gift. Oh, my God. From James. I don't, I don't remember what he received. Chocolates in the shape of someone's <gasps> anus. They had, like, a box of them. They were sharing them. Because they were different shaped. I don't know who's anus. I don't think I ever really need to know, but... Did they have little hairs on them? <laughs> if chocolate buttholes are your thing. She just said oh, chocolate buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> or if you wish to send a not-so-subtle message to someone you know. What would the message be? Seriously. Kiss my ass. I don't know. No, no. I feel like the message would be eat my ass. Because they're... They're chocolate bubbles, you know? You can order a 12-pack of them on Amazon. Okay. I'll try Do you again. hate it when you're at the beach tossing your beach ball around and the wind whips it away from you? Well, with this 10-foot beach ball, you will never have that problem again. Who needs a 10-foot beach ball? I didn't even my... hang on to that. Who blows it up? That's good. That would take hours. That would take a whole day to blow that up unless you have like an air pump or something so this beach ball might take you and your friends out let's all pray that there's not a huge gust of wind or hurricane someone's going over (laughs) but hey sometimes the risk is half the fun so this can be yours for a mere 149.99 imagine a ginormous gust of wind blows this 10 foot beach ball down, down the, the beach, beach, and little kids are just falling <laughs> like dominoes. Like bowling pins. <laughs> bowling, for, bowling for dollars. Strike! Just oh imagine God. that. Imagine all the tiny little, just completely injured. Innocent children? In, innocent children who are like, I'm going to have fun and go swimming. And they get halfway to the water, and a ginormous beach ball just goes... Boom! Nope. Joke's on you. Are you tired of hurting your neck staring at the sky watching for those pesky UFOs? Do you just know that as soon as you head inside, they'll shoot by and you'll miss them? Well, with this handy-dandy UFO detector, those worries are now a thing of the past. And it can be yours for a mere $84. (laughs) Who the fuck sells a UFO detector? The same person who falls in love with an alien. Like in one of our previous episodes. 
I'm Googling this right now. <laughs> I am. There's got to be more than one. Okay, well, this next one, I will admit I actually laughed out loud at this one. I present to you Titanic, the unsinkable tea infuser. Well, they're actually kind of pretty. She's looking at the UFO detector. I know, you can get in red or blue. Yeah. I am sorry to tell you that your Titanic tea infuser does not come with lifeboats or an orchestra included. Dang it. It doesn't, so it does sink. It's an unsinkable tea infuser. All right. Now, this is going to bring us back to something that's so wrong. I, honest to God, didn't know if I should laugh or gag. Are you going to make me Google this one, too? Because I'm, wait, I'm Googling chocolate butt candy. <laughs> chocolate anus. Oh, you can get a pink lady butt-shaped chocolate fondant cake. Oh, that's a decoration. You can get naked butt lollipop chocolate candy molds. No, no, you need chocolate anus. Alien butts. You can buy alien butts. Green apple and blueberry fruit jelly. Some people alien have weird tastes. butt shapes. Okay, Mary, you're falling down a rabbit hole. There's a coupon. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> There's a coupon for alien butts. All right. Zombie butts. Mary, Mary. <laughs> Mary, yes, yes. Back, let's get back put to the, let's, put the phone down. Let's get you back. Don't need any more. Let's get back to the story. So, I didn't know if I you should laugh. This. I didn't know if I should laugh or gag at this one. Jizz the game. Why? Pass the penis-shaped game device. Spin the balls. Yes, those balls. Pump the penis as directed by the balls while pointing it wherever the balls have told you to point it, and hope that you are the one. That's pointed at when the penis erupts. I'm done. I don't know who plays this game. I don't know who they play it with. But I do assume that alcohol is usually involved. It's gotta be like Jaeger or something that gets people, that convinces people to play this game. I don't know. Mary, this yeah. one, this one here is for you. Be afraid. Be very Mary, afraid. Mary, just the game wasn't for me. Mary. <laughs> Why would it May be? I offer you some mac and cheeses? Mac and cheeses? Self-explanatory, complete with Jesus-shaped pasta. Because <laughs> we all know that's what you need. You, you need. Are you saying I need a little more Jesus in my life? Yes. Do you need to have this blessed by a holy man before you eat it? Do you think this is what Jesus meant when he said, Take, eat, this is my body. <laughs> Christ is what Did you, you say need? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure there's only tea in your cup? Your mom started it. Sometimes the internet affirms my belief that some people have too much time on their hands and that other people will you buy think? literally anything. People will buy literally anything. You think? Mom, there are literally Alien butt candies on Amazon. Of course anyone will buy anything. Yes, well, how about this? I present to you the coronavirus ice cube mold. Shaped like the virus we've all come to know and hate. The KFC fried chicken scented fire log. <gasps> yes! Toss this into your fireplace and your home will be filled with the scent of KFC because nothing says cozy and romantic like the scent of your first job. Oh my gosh, I know what I'm getting Davin's brother for Christmas. Okay. This Let's one, Isabel, this one is for you. Oh God. Isabel, this one makes me 
so grossed out on principle alone. So oh, that's for you. This. It's for you because she's grossed out. Brock's yeah, yeah, Candy Company. Sense. Brock's Candy Company has produced turkey dinner candy corn. Is this because I like candy corn? You Be- candy corn hater. Yes. I think nasty. regular candy corn is nasty. Well, maybe it's because I just haven't tried it like this yet. In each bag, you will find a flavor mix of green beans. Boom, Amazon has it. Dear God. Green beans, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, glazed carrots, stuffing, and sweet potato pie flavored oh my gosh. candy corn. Oh my gosh. Wait, Willy wait. Wonka would create this. Wait a minute. Willy Wonka minute. would create this. If you get the 2021 limited edition, it also comes with apple pie and coffee. Willy Wonka. Thank you, but no, not ever. Not even if you paid me. We are having candy corn one of these days on air. <laughs> okay, now let's move back in time just a little bit. Came across some vintage items in my research that were so unbelievable, even for those times, they just had to be shared. Ready? Okay. This one might not surprise a whole lot of people. I came across an advertisement for cocaine toothache drops. It promises it's an instant cure available from all druggists. Gee, you think? At the very reasonable price of a mere five cents. Well, times sure have changed and inflation is a killer. Are you lonely? Not anymore. You don't have to be. For a mere $8.95, you can get yourself an inflatable love maid. And as if that wasn't enough. Does she sweep? (laughs) She did dishes? She comes with a free 10-day trial. Oh! Okay. So, so what are as you a, as a man, as a man, this is my plan. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a check for eight ninety five. You're sending oh. me my love maid. I'm gonna use her for nine days and send her back, <laughs> and ask for another one. And I'm not washing her out. Introducing the Vibra Finger. This gum massager comes with a convenient carrying case, and it is only six ninety five. Or you can save yourself a little money and get two for $12.90. Buy one for you and your mother-in-law today. Oh, my. That was the advertisement. No words. I have no words for this. Wondering what you should wear to that wedding next weekend? Nope. Have I got the latest style fashion for you? Nope. The we cigarette. Don't hear it. The cigarette case hat. It holds a full 20 cigarettes. You'll be the most popular girl at the wedding in this stylish headwear. And if you're savvy enough, you can sell the cigarettes for enough money to pay for the cigarettes and the gift you gave to the lucky couple. I know some people who would actually wear that. After the wedding is over, take some of your new friends back to your house with you and enjoy a rousing round of Orgy, the game. Choose sides, gather around the very attractive drinking vessel that is included in the game. It looks sort of like a cross between a Turkish coffee pot and a genie lamp. (laughs) Fill it with your libation of choice and take turns trying to achieve the longest trajectory for the longest time with the least amount of spillage. What could possibly go wrong? Don't ask us. We played adult candy land with made up rules. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Yes, we did. Tired of fighting so hard to be bathing suit ready? Well, quit working so hard for it and order sanitized tapeworms. What the hell? No diet needed, no exercise required, and no ill effects. Send no money, 
They will mail them to you for free. Uh, Mary is <laughs> speechless. <laughs> okay, now let's get back to reality. To things you can actually buy now with just a click of the button should you feel so free. Are you tired of your creepy drool neighbor drooling while you mow the lawn or men whistling at you on the beach? These anti-pervert hair stockings are just what you need. These easy-to-wear stockings will make you look like Bigfoot is your dad, and the guys will turn away from you in horror. Problem solved. Or you can just aggressively turn around and be like, What? What you looking at, punk? Some guys like them. Oh, that's weird. Oh, uh, yeah. So this one is actually really awesome, and I kind of wish that this could be something I had access to. It would not work in my house, though. So Mary, keep this in mind, okay? It's a ping-pong door. The door swivels in its frame, flipping 90 degrees. Hook on the net and you have a ready-made ping pong table ready for epic battles. Mm -hmm. I just, it just flips right in the middle. How awesome is this? I just I just watched something and there was this guy talking about how he had a ping pong, you know, a ping pong game with his friends. The, the way they were playing was kind of boring, so they involved alcohol. Everything's and, better with alcohol. And Everything. basically, it was if you if somebody slams on you and you miss hitting it back, you have to take three shots. That guy does not remember a majority of the day. No kidding. Oh, my God. You and I'd be laying on the floor <laughs> before the end of the first game. <laughs> Jesus. When you go camping, do your arms end up cold because you stick them out of your sleeping bag in the middle of the night? Well, this sleeping bag... Takes care of that problem. Comes complete with arms and legs. Think adult snowmobile suit, but with only a neck hole. I just hope you don't have to pee in a hurry. I would have the worst pan. I would have the worst panic attack. I'd feel so claustrophobic in that. A can of chili slime is the perfect gift for someone who actually likes to play with their food. It looks and feels like the real thing. Just don't get drunk and try to eat it. God, that's gross. This one made me smile, and then laugh, and then smile again. I wouldn't ever own this, but I would absolutely compliment someone else who did. A hen handbag. Yes. An actual rubber chicken purse. I will admit it's kind of awesome looking. I won't lie. <laughs> and if you are like a woman that we featured on a previous episode, this might be for you. A leash and a harness so that you can safely walk your chicken at the park or down the sidewalk or at the beach. Because if you own a chicken, you should definitely be taking them for walks. Isn't that what every good chicken owner does? Yes. Do you have a yappy dog? You know, one of those dogs that's overly excitable and barks at everything? Well, if you need to muzzle your dog, allow me to recommend this duckbill protective dog muzzle. God. Instead of perfect strangers telling you how cruel it is that you have a muzzle on your yappy dog, instead, they'll be bowled over in laughter at your duck-billed canine. I don't know how I feel. I feel concerned, but at the same time, I feel like that would be adorable and hilarious. Well, I don't know if we've gagged enough lately, so let me fix that. Oh, God. If you are tired of being the only one asked to bring food to parties that other people throw, let me offer you a solution. Creamed possum with coon fat gravy and sweet potatoes. You can order it on Amazon. 
And unless, unless you live in Roadkill, Alabama, which I made up, I don't think that's really a place, you'll never be asked to bring food again. And you can thank me later. <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes when Mary and I have been drinking, we try on the stupidest things we can find. Sometimes we even buy them. Hats, <laughs> masks, shirts, t-shirts, tiaras. <laughs> you all would be surprised at how much stupid stuff you can find in my mom's closet. It's very weird. If you are like us, you can add your collection of what the fuck is wrong with me items with these giant lobster claws. These 14 and a half inch lobster claws will make it impossible for you to pick anything up, including another drink or your credit card. You're welcome. I am only thinking of you. You should get those for Halloween. Have you ever been eating a banana and thought, you know, this is kind of boring? No. You really wish a banana had something more to it? No. Perhaps a filling? No. Well, now you can fill your own bananas with this handy dandy banana filling tool. As cheap as bananas are though, with a price tag of $26.99, you're gonna need to fill a lot of bananas to make it worth your money. First, this could be the next popular food craze and you could open a stand outside your local pot shop. That is a good point. I'm gonna order two. Do you have a hot date tonight with a carnivore and you wanna be sure he finds you attractive? Well, with the roast beef sandwich bath soak, you can make yourself irresistible to him. I just hope his last name isn't Dahmer. Imagine going on a date, and the first thing that happens is the guy leans in real close and just goes, So if any of these products have caught your interest, you can easily find them online, with the exception of the vintage ones. Most of them are on Amazon. But remember, if you go looking and you fall down a rabbit hole that has you maxing out your credit card, we are not responsible. Oh my god. However, in your defense, you were left on Superman. That is true. All right. We're there not responsible go. for anything. We <laughs> claim responsibility for nothing, including our own actions some That's days. Right. I had a good time doing that story. I just want I you to know. You did. Like, I found I found so many more products that oh, I could have sure. list. Oh my gosh. We but could have done a whole episode on that. Oh, I could probably do a month's worth of episodes on That's it. That's awesome. But it was just something fun and silly. So Okay. Thank you, everybody, for taking some time and stopping by and listening to our goofiness. We hope you enjoyed us today. I know I did. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. You can find us on Twitter at TMSIDNTK or at Gmail. Same thing. Initials for the show. If you have any suggestions, ideas, comments, send them our way. I get a lot of my tidbits and occasionally some of my stories from listener suggestions. And it's awesome. awesome Absolutely. Awesome. Love it. If uh, you have enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. Those ratings and reviews not only tell us how we're doing, helps other people to find us. You can find us everywhere. Uh, we are now on Amazon Music in addition to iHeart, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I mean, like literally yep. freaking everywhere. Yep. We're all over the yep. place. Pocket Bean, Podchaser, Overcast. Yep. 
Yep. All right. This this podcast has, of course, been co-hosted by Mary Swartz and Hannah Green. And our awesome guest today, Isabel Hope. So do we have a final thought, Mary? Do you have a final thought? You made my brain hurt. Izzy, do you have a final thought? This family is so weird. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye.